Welcome to Marriage Conversations. We're Mason and Chelsea Linscog, and we believe your marriage was designed to be successful, and we have a passion to tell you how. We believe in simple tools that yield amazing results, and we believe that your dreams for your marriage aren't as far off as you think. So join us as we dive into today's conversation. Very excited to talk about today's topic with you, which is forgiveness. To start on a lighthearted note, I thought I would share a joke. It's titled Forgiving Others. The preacher's Sunday sermon was to forgive your enemies. Toward the end of the service, he asked his congregation, how many of you are willing to forgive your enemies? About half held their hands up. He then repeated his question. It was past lunchtime this time, so about 80% of them held up their hands. He then repeated his question again. All responded except one small elderly lady. Mrs. Jones, inquired the preacher, are you not willing to forgive your enemies? I don't have any, she replied, smiling sweetly. Mrs. Jones, that's very unusual. How old are you? Ninety-three, she replied. Oh, Miss Jones, what a blessing and a lesson to us all you are. Would you please come down in front of this congregation and tell us how a person can live 93 years and not have an enemy in the world? The little sweetheart of a lady tottered down the aisle, faced the congregation and said, I outlive them all. (laughs) All right, but seriously, this is a really serious topic, which is kind of why we wanted to start out with something a little lighthearted, because uh, the word forgiveness carries a lot of misconception and a lot of confusion. And let's be honest, it carries a lot of pain. But we want to talk about today, in particular, forgiving your spouse. But we also want to talk to you about forgiving others and how it affects your marriage, as well as forgiving yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually wrote a small little book. It's on Amazon. If you're interested, we'll have the link in the description. But I'd just like to read a little expert, um, you know, as we kind of get started here on forgiveness and, and, the, and the misconceptions that can be so detrimental. So um, I'm just going to read. Um, it's important to know what forgiveness is and what it is not. For many of us growing up, we may have thought that forgiveness was saying that what someone else did to us was okay or no big deal. For some of you, it was just saying the words, I forgive you, even though you never meant it. It's important to know that forgiveness is not saying that what someone else did was okay. In fact, what someone else said or did to you, including your spouse, was probably wrong. Sometimes what someone else did was devastating at the time. If you minimize something that was hurtful, You're only hurting yourself because the other person thinks that their actions didn't affect you as much as they actually did. Forgiveness is also not letting someone off the hook. And it doesn't mean you're letting someone get away with treating you however they want. That's called abuse. Forgiveness is a decision that you make, not words that you say. It's recognizing that what happened was wrong, but you're willing to look past what happened in order to continue your relationship with that person. It's that moment you have internally when you realize that what you thought happened didn't really happen. That person that hurt you was likely trying to fill a need that they had at the time, and they ended up hurting you in order to fill that need. Forgiveness is understanding that what they did is not who they are. 
That's good. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's really important that we we realize that the people that often hurt us and the people who we ought to forgive are people who are hurting. Hurting people hurt people. And it's such an important place to start because it's very easy for us to see our own pain. We live in our own pain and to mull it over, over and over again without considering the other person because they were the ones who hurt us and why would we consider them? But it turns them into a human, a person who's just like you. And if they're just like you, then wouldn't you want that forgiveness as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we all, we all want to be forgiven because we all know that none of us are perfect. We all know that we mess up and we all know that unfortunately sometimes we do something, you know, that, that hurts somebody, whether it's intentional or not. And I think most of the time it really is unintentional. Um, you know, when we do hurt other people, why it's so important, you know, in a marriage is that you're, you're with your spouse more than you're with anyone else, um, on a consistent basis. And so there's so many wonderful opportunities to love that person, but, you know, as a byproduct of being around that person the most, you also, you know, you also have the highest chance of, of hurting that person. Mm. Um, and oftentimes it really truly is unintentional. I think that rarely it is. I'm not saying that that there aren't cases where it is, but I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you said, I do, you signed up for this. Um, you know, no one goes into marriage thinking, well, I'm just going to make this person's life difficult. Um, you go into it thinking, you know, I want to add value to this person. I want to, I want to make their life better because I'm with them. I want to enjoy our life together. Um, but I think that that's, that's where a lot of things come up. And, um, you know, it's really easy when someone does you wrong to think about, uh, or to, to not remember all the good things. Mm-hmm. that they've done uh, for you. Um, it's usually the the bad, the one bad event that really sticks out like a sore thumb. Um, you know, and, and, and when we hold on to that um, and harbor that bitterness and unforgiveness, it may or may not affect the other person, but it certainly is going to affect you. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually it will affect the other person if you're, you know, around them because it affects you. Um, holding someone in unforgiveness is like lighting yourself on fire and expecting the other person to die of smoke inhalation. You are holding something against them that they did to you, whether they know it or not, because a lot of times the offense is unknown to the party who did the offending And you're sitting there and you're holding something against someone and you're hoping it's going to hurt them. And chances are it's not. Chances are it's hurting you and it's hurting people you love. If you're holding your spouse in unforgiveness, note to self, it's hurting you. And if you have kids, 
It's hurting your kids. Making the choice, even though it's difficult to release someone, releases them. It's like you've, and I say this from experience, because I have people in my life who for a while, I drug them around like a ball and chain figuratively. I wasn't dragging them, but it, they were everywhere with me all the time, thinking about them, thinking about what they did, being angry, being frustrated. And it spiraled me into a depression and into a, a negative lifestyle while they were happy. And so then again, I was making myself the victim, but we are not victims. I have news for you. If you are a Christian and you believe in Christ, you are a victor. doesn't matter if somebody has oppressed you or done something wrong to you or has offended you in some way. Despite that, you are a victor and you have the capability to stand up and to say, it wasn't right, but I'm not going to sit here and chain myself and chain you for something that you did that you may or may not know that you did. Might as well set you free and set myself free in the process and, and not scoff at something that Christ paid for. He, he paid for you to be free from sin, to be free from everything that goes along with sin. So yeah, maybe somebody sinned against you. But holding that and rehearsing that is hurtful to you. And we want to encourage you that maybe your spouse hurt you and maybe they, maybe you feel that they did so in, intentionally, but whether they did it intentionally or not for the sake of your marriage and for the sake of what it represents, which is Christ and the church, forgiving that person is going to do a lot more for you than you could ever realize. And it's going to do a lot towards saving your marriage in the long run. I want to highlight one thing that you said earlier. You said you talked about the fact that forgiveness is a choice. Um, I think that a lot of people probably have a difficult time um, with that and with making the decision to forgive, mm -hmm. um, understanding that it's an action that they're responsible for. Um, why do you think that people have problems forgiving other people? I think because, and I don't know if it was something that we're trained in our society or, or what it is, but I think with a lot of people, we're expecting an apology. We feel like an apology has to be made before we can forgive. So it chains us and puts us in this box to say, until you do this, I cannot be free. But whether or not somebody says they are sorry does not dictate your response of forgiveness. Because while we were still sinners, Christ came to earth and died for us. Before we said we were sorry, before we stopped and repented, while we were still spitting, while we were still sinning, he came and he died. And he modeled that for us. He modeled forgiveness for us so that we could give it to others. Because for a lot of the awful things that happen in this world, a lot of terrible things happen 
there is not a possible way. I don't think that we can forgive on our own, that we can initiate that on our own. But if you receive that forgiveness that has been given to you, it empowers you to give what you've already been given. 100%. Um, you can't give what you do, what you haven't received yourself. <clears throat> and, um, you know, if you haven't received um, God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ, then, you know, that's your first step in being able to forgive someone. You know, uh, when you give your life uh, to Christ, and you receive the forgiveness um, that he so freely gave to us um, through what he did on the cross, um, you know, that's when life really starts for you. Um, you know, that when we die to ourself and we pick up, we pick up our cross, so to speak, um, that's when we're able to forgive. You know, it's, um, it's kind of a funny thought. It's kind of hard to uh, for to uh, really offend somebody who's dead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm I'm being funny, but uh, you know, seriously though, you know, if we really if we really do take it seriously and and we do make that effort to die daily, as as Paul writes about, that's what really allows us to to forgive people. You know, when you when you've died to yourself. And you, you're, you've risen, you're alive with Christ. It's a daily decision. It's not a one-time event. And when, when, you've, when you've done that, you're, you're able to forgive. Um, you, you're, you, you become in, into this state to where you're, you're unoffendable, so to speak. Um, and I think that that's, that's what's most important here is that if you're having trouble forgiving right now, could be your spouse, could be a friend, um, acquaintance, coworker, could be yourself, right? Um, I think that's the one that gets neglected oftentimes the most. <coughs> Excuse me, is ourselves. But you know, if you've if you're having trouble forgiving, it might just be that you're trying to do it in your own strength. You know, uh, Jesus Christ himself said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you're striving and you're constantly feeling like you're really kind of going against the current, um, that's generally a good indicator that you're trying to do something in your own strength and your own ability. But it's that moment when you, you surrender your control and you, you allow God to do his work in you. You receive his love, his forgiveness, his grace. You receive what he has for you. That's when you're able to start living and you're able to share that with those around you. I like that you said the word share because while you were talking, it made me think forgiveness should always be given as a gift. A gift is not something that someone earns. It's something that you decide in your heart that you want to give to them. And gifts, when given the right way, should also not have strings attached for something that you want for them to do back. Like, you shouldn't be giving a gift to get a gift back, right? We all know common gift giving etiquette. You don't do that. So 
to give forgiveness as a gift means they didn't have to do anything to get it from you. And you're not expecting anything in return. See, forgiveness is, it takes one person. Now, reconciliation, which maybe we'll cover another time, takes two people. That's a little bit different. But forgiveness, it's for you. And it's not only something that you ought to do, it's something that you need to do for yourself. It's something that it would revolutionize your marriage. If you've been holding your spouse in unforgiveness because of something that they've done, you holding that against them is doing more damage to your marriage than you could understand. It is a constant weight that maybe your spouse isn't aware of Or worse, they are aware that you're holding this against them. And it pits you against one another as if you were enemies and not one, which you are one. And to be an enemy of your own self is heartbreaking to me. And it leads you into, and a lot of people, holding a spouse in unforgiveness, it sure does make the grass look greener on the other side. When that other person does something, that guy that you work with does something really nice for you when you're sitting there holding your spouse and unforgiveness and it opens the doors to pathways that you don't want to walk down. Release your spouse. And if they haven't said sorry, and I'm kind of springing this on you because we didn't plan for it, but I would, I would like to do just a, a small thing where, where I emulate a wife and you would emulate a husband and to just maybe give them the sorry or the apology that they never received as a stimulus to help them to begin to forgive. Um, and and I, I want to say, I am your wife and I'm so sorry that I belittled you in front of your friends. I'm so sorry that I didn't believe in your dreams. I'm sorry that I didn't respect you. I'm so sorry that I did all of those things that I shouldn't have and I hurt you and I broke your heart. And I ask that you would forgive me so that we can move forward in our marriage and to look more like Christ in the church. Please forgive me. I say this as your husband. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the way that I talked to you, the way that I mistreated you, for not valuing you for the special person that you are, for not supporting you, for not thanking you for all of the things that you do for me, for our family. I'm sorry. Thanks, hon. I think it's important sometimes to hear it, to start that healing journey. And so we just ask that if it is too hard 
for you or you don't feel like it is possible to forgive your spouse, to please reach out to biblical-based counselors that are in your area. And if you don't know who they are, get in touch with leadership at your church. They should be able to help you to have a resource for someone to reach out to. But we don't want to stop here about just talking about forgiving your spouse. We also want to talk about forgiving others, right? Absolutely. So obviously when it comes to marriage, forgiving your spouse is incredibly important. Um, You know, even forgiving them in advance would be really the best way to go. Um, But what we don't think about is how our marriage can be affected when we have unforgiveness towards someone else, a different party that's outside of the marriage, a friend, coworker, um, you know, whoever it is. Um, that bitterness, um, the resentment, the anger that comes from harboring this unforgiveness towards someone else, that's going to come into your marriage whether you realize it or not. And so that's why it's so important to, to take care of this now. I mean, this is all something that you can do in a day. I'm not saying it's easy. It's not. It's going to require God to move in your life, in your heart. Um, it requires a heart change that only only Jesus can do. But it can be done if you partner with him. So I, I think that's what's important is just understanding how it can affect your marriage. And, and you know, I think that when we have the reasons why we're doing something instead of just saying, hey, you should forgive this person. No, here's why. It's going to affect your marriage, whether you know it or not. You know, and the same goes for yourself. I mean, we're our worst critics, right? Um, And a lot of us have not forgiven ourselves for some things that we've done, for things that we wish we would have done differently. Um, Hindsight's always 20-20. Don't be so hard on yourself. I mean, um, don't, don't also make excuses for yourself either, but it's important that you forgive yourself as well um, because that will also affect your marriage. What do you think about unforgiveness of others or of yourself? What do you think about that affects the marriage? There's still... Anytime that you're in unforgiveness, there's there's always going to be some kind of bondage that you are bringing to your marriage. You will never be able to fully be who God created you to be as long as you're living in unforgiveness. And if you're not walking in that wholeness, if you're not able to be fully who you were created to be, you can't be the best spouse that, that God intended for you to be. I think it also, it also impacts the way that you act maybe around your spouse. And it's not necessarily the way that you're acting towards them, but I feel like anytime that I've struggled with that, or we've struggled with, with that outside of the family, it brings a lot of negativity into the marriage. Um, and even though it's not against each other, it, that's still an outside stressor that, makes doing life really hard. Um, and it really does. It puts a lot of stress just 
on your everyday activities. And it almost makes you, and, and of course we want you to talk to your spouse about your life and about the things that are going on. But I think there's something malicious and almost insidious about unforgiveness that weaves its way in such a negative way into your marriage that you almost get for a lack of better words, like sick and tired of hearing about it and frustrated with your, you know, um, am I making sense there? Yeah. I mean, for sure. You know, when you, if you have bitterness towards somebody unforgiveness, um, it's easy to, you know, sometimes even use your spouse in a way to try to get them on your side to support why you, why you feel the way that you do or why you should be able to, mm. um, have bitterness, you know, that what they did was wrong and yeah, it probably was wrong, but, um, you know, it's really just, it's bringing that negativity into your, into your relationship. And, you know, like you said, I mean, it's not that you, you shouldn't bring things to your spouse, but you know, there's two different conversations that look drastically different. You know, there's on the one hand, there's the conversation that, you know, uh, you're just talking about all the things about that someone did that was wrong to you. Um, how you're frustrated with them. You don't like them, whatever it may be. And that's okay. But if that's the only narrative, then there's potentially room for, for something better. You know, the other conversation could be, you know, this person really hurt me today, but you know what? God did a work on my heart and he helped me to forgive that person. He helped me to see that person in a different way that I wasn't able to see before. And although it hurt, um, it was still a good day. God worked in my life. And I just wanted to share that with you. I think there's almost a third narrative there too. Um, and I think it's, hey, hun, this person today really hurt me. And I'm having a really hard time forgiving them. Can you help me? Can you listen to this story and give me your perspective because I value you? And that that's bringing this positivity into your marriage that's going to help in the process of forgiveness. And I think also we need to have that conversation when it comes to us forgiving ourselves. Like, Hun, today I did this and I felt really stupid and I feel really, and I'm really down on myself. I need your help. I need you to help me to see myself the way you do. Or as a spouse saying, hey, I noticed you were really hard on yourself earlier, but let me tell you what I see. I think your marriage should be more about building each other up and helping each other build others up than it should be to try to one up one another and to help one another tear everyone else down so you can be the last one standing. Because if you're the last one standing, you're not standing. I I've, I'm almost can be certain of saying if you were the last one standing because you've knocked everyone else down, you've knocked each other down too. You, you're not fighting each other. You're not fighting against other people. You're, you're fighting against yourself at that point. And the strong person is, is the forgiving person, the person with kindness. Um, because, 
It's what was modeled for us. And it's, and God models things that are healthy and things that will bring us closer to him and closer to who we're truly made to be. Yep. That's really good. I like that third narrative. (laughs) I know sometimes I need it personally. So we're not saying these things because we've finished with forgiveness. We're not saying this because we're perfect. We struggle. We're people. But what we do know is that we've had experience with forgiveness and with unforgiveness. We've seen both sides of the narrative and we've seen which side is way, way more life-giving. And we want you to have that. As a listener, we want to empower you with this tool. Forgiveness is a tool to help your marriage be better. And it's cool because it's a, it's a, okay, here's what I'm picturing forgiveness as. So I don't know if you've ever been like, if you've been to a hotel and sometimes like an engineer has to come by and they leave like a chocolate hammer, right? So like this tool is actually made to give away. So forgiveness is like your chocolate uh, hammer that you've got in your tool belt that you give to somebody else as a sweet thing when they need it. (laughs) I like chocolate. (laughs) <laughs> if you gave that to me, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Just just to summarize everything um, that we've said, um, you know, forgiveness is a choice. It's not saying um, what somebody did was okay. It's not, you know, uh, um, reducing that. Um, but it is, it is a choice. Um, it's not something that you can do in your own strength and power. It does require um, something supernatural. It does require um, God's um, God's involvement. Um, you know, it, it does require that heart change. Um, you've got to receive forgiveness um, from, from Jesus in order to give that. And, you know, just think, what would your life look like if you didn't have anyone left that you needed to forgive what would your life look like if you forgave people in advance before they even hurt you you know you were so thoughtful that you you went ahead and just forgave before it even happened because you knew that the second that you walked into that room that that person was going to act a certain way it's very freeing um and when you walk in unforgiveness um Nobody has control over you anymore. Nobody can influence um, your feelings, your emotions, whether you've, you know, forgiven them in advance or you choose to forgive on the spot. And you don't have, it's not one of those things that you have to say out loud to the person. It can just be an internal heart thing. Um, you know, it's nice to be able to say it to somebody in person, but you might not, you might not get that opportunity. Um, you know, unfortunately that person might not even be alive, but you can still forgive, you know, it's something between you and God. Um, so just think, you know, what your life would look like. Yeah. And if you liked what Mason read today about forgiveness, because I'm his honey, I can do a shameless plug for him, which I will. 
And if you liked it, we will do a link to Mason's book uh, down in the description below. Um, but it is called Seven Days to a Better Marriage by Mason Linskog. And he does have a chapter on forgiveness. So if you want your marriage to start looking better in seven days, which I'm I'm for and our marriage is great. So uh, click the link down below and we'll love to share that resource with you. Thanks for listening in to our conversation today. If you enjoyed today's conversation, let us know by leaving us a rating. We would love to hear your feedback. And if you post a question there, we'll do our best to answer it on a future episode. Remember, leaving a rating helps us to spread the news about having a great marriage through Christ to more people on this platform. We appreciate your time and can't wait to have more conversations with you.